Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this Sunday, as we celebrate the baptism of our Lord, is the Old Testament reading, Isaiah chapter 42. The Chosen One is a common idea in popular media, whether it's in movies, books, television shows, operas, whatever. The idea of a chosen one is probably familiar to us. It's hard to give an example that everyone's going to know, so you'll have to supply your own if these make no sense. Star Wars is in the theaters now. In the original trilogy, Luke Skywalker, was the one chosen to bring balance to the Force. When I was in high school, Lord of the Rings was popular. The hobbit Frodo Baggins was chosen to throw the One Ring into the fires of Mount Doom. Last one. The young boy Charlie was chosen to take over for Willy Wonka upon his retirement from the candy business. Whether representing only himself or all people, the function of the chosen one is to do what no one else can. We can see something like this in our readings today. At the beginning of his ministry, our Lord was baptized by John in the Jordan River. John's job, as we've spoken about before, was to prepare the way of the Lord. He was to preach and teach ahead of Jesus and to baptize so that what we heard happen in the gospel reading today might be revealed to us. When Jesus came up from the water, God the Father himself spoke from heaven that Jesus is his beloved Son in whom he is well pleased. This event is a fulfillment of our Old Testament text. At his baptism, God the Father proclaimed that Jesus is the chosen one for us. I mentioned last week in the sermon that Epiphany is one of the oldest church holidays. Originally, it celebrated both Jesus' birth and his baptism. And sometimes even other things were talked about on the same day, such as the changing of water into wine and the transfiguration. What's happened over time is that we've spaced these things out so that now we can give thought to each of these things in its place every year. So today is Jesus' baptism. Next week we'll have the changing of water into wine. And then next month, the transfiguration. So let's talk about the baptism of our Lord. St. Matthew records for us, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the facts of the matter. The Gospel says, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. 
and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. John the Baptist, the prophet greater than all the rest, would have kept Jesus from being baptized. After all, if baptism is for the forgiveness of sins, why would he who is without sin need to be baptized? Yet upon Jesus' word, John consented. Then as soon as Jesus came up from the water, the heavens were opened. The Holy Spirit descended in the form of a dove and rested upon Jesus. And behold, St. Matthew writes, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Here we see all three members of the Trinity. As they were united in purpose at the creation of the world, so now, as the Father spoke then, so now. But why? When we heard these texts last year, we looked at what it meant for Jesus to be baptized. It meant that he was becoming united with us in our sin and death so that we might be united with him through our baptism in life. Today, I want us to ponder the Father's words. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This should make us, if you take the two readings and put them next to each other, this should make us think of the Lord's words in the reading from Isaiah 42. This is how our Old Testament reading started. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. These readings sound familiar because one is the fulfillment of the other. The Isaiah text is the promise. The baptism of Jesus and his ministry after is the fulfillment. Some 700 years before Jesus was born, God promised to send a chosen one. This chosen one would be anointed with the Spirit of God to bring his word to the nations. And not only would he bring God's word to the nations, but the Lord said through Isaiah, in words that are really addressed to Jesus, I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations. The chosen one of God would be a sign of his goodwill toward mankind. That's what the language of covenant for the people means. It would be a sign of his desire to love and to forgive. This chosen one would open the eyes of the blind and bring the prisoners out of the dark dungeons. At Jesus' baptism, God the Father speaks and shows us that his chosen one is Jesus. 
Jesus is the promised offspring of Abraham, the son from David's own body, as we heard a few weeks back. Jesus was given as a sign of God's grace and favor to be his chosen one for us. And what good news this is. You see, apart from Christ, we were and would remain eternally lost. We were given to all kinds of sin and evil. We were blind to the goodness of the Lord. God revealed to us on Mount Sinai what is good and right. He wrote it in our hearts. These things, however, we did not desire to do. Left to our own devices, we fully merited God's wrath and were subject to the eternal condemnation of hell, which is the darkest of all dungeons. But God had mercy so that we might be saved eternally. He promised to send a chosen one who would save us from the fall, open our eyes and lead us out of prison. This is what Jesus has done for us. He was born for us and lived for us. He perfectly kept God's law in our place and for our benefit bore the punishment of our sins himself on the cross. By his resurrection, he broke the bars of death. He leads us out of the dungeon by faith. By faith in Jesus, we receive all his benefits. By our baptism into him, we are united with him. Jesus is God's chosen one to redeem us from our sin. By our baptism, we become God's chosen in Christ. In confirmation class this last week, we started the Lord's Prayer. And we learned that with the words, Our Father, God calls us his own children so that we might have boldness and confidence before him. This is not because of anything that is in us. We only call ourselves his children by his grace and his love toward us in Christ. We see this this week in our Lord's baptism. God the Father put forth his own Son as the chosen one for us, so that by his life and death we might be redeemed and led out from the dark dungeon of death. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.